0: live from the heartland and the crossroads of america it's tony katz today the republicans want to make a deal on covid stimulus and they want to put 900 billion dollars towards covid stimulus and then you got Joe Biden saying hey why don't you come on over for for a little bit of lemonade and we'll sit and and we'll' we'll, we'll, we'll chat oh yeah it'll be just fine and no one's gonna pay attention to the fact that 12 people were arrested with hatchets in Washington State I, I'm, I'm sorry Tony I I, I seem to have a, have have missed a did did, did you say uh, hatchets? Why, yes, I did. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's, it's not a knife, not an axe, hatchet. Actually, they were armed with hatchets, batons, and knives in preparation for a confrontation. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833 8669. 12 people occupied a hotel in Olympia, Washington and attempted to forcibly take over the hotel. They were demanding local authorities provide housing for the homeless during coronavirus. And their demand was utilized by bringing hatchets and batons and knives, and Lord only knows what else they decided to bring with them. 45 people barge into the downtown Olympia Red Lion around 11 a.m., not p.m., a.m., armed with these things some of them had gas masks and helmets and goggles you would have thought they were going to the capitol that wasn't meant to be a joke It's exactly how we saw people at the capitol so now we must ask the question what's the difference I bring this up because this is the story that will not get talked about and needs to be, the story of violence, the story of viciousness, the story of this is not who we are. What did this Red Lion ever do to anybody except offer clean rooms at a low price? By the way, Red Lion would be a fantastic sponsor of this program. What did they ever do to anybody? What did the front desk clerk at Red Lion do to anybody? Picture you're the Sunday morning Red Lion clerk. You're a nice person. You don't make huge money, but maybe maybe you're only making only making $15 an hour. Maybe you're making $44,000 a year. I don't know. Maybe you own the place and you're worth $100 million. But you're there to take care of lovely guests and make sure they have a good experience and they come back and they tell their friends and then you've got 40 people rushing in 45 people with hatchets demanding you do what stop making a living they didn't go to some level of government and say you have to do this for the people they went to a private enterprise and said you have to do this or what well clearly the answer is or we'll kill you i mean that's that's what they said they said do this or we will kill you do this or we will execute you do this or else that's what they said we're not We're not in denial, are we? We're not going to pretend that that something didn't get said when it got said. So why aren't we up in arms about this? If you go to TonyKatz.com, you're going to see an article that I wrote. Representative Ocasio-Cortez accused Senator Cruz of attempted murder. Why aren't we outraged? We talked about this last week. You may have heard about it because you listen to talk radio where things actually get discussed as opposed to cable news where not enough information gets put out. That's a bit of foreshadowing for what's about to come. Stay tuned. She accused Senator Cruz of attempted murder because of what happened with the riots. Which she of course had nothing to do with whatsoever. Who does such a thing? we're gonna stay silent when a member of congress accuses another member of congress of attempted murder how is this even remotely possible but we've got a media that that doesn't cover it from jake tapper to the view to morning joe They're filled with calling any Trump supporter terrorists. And you've got President Biden telling us to tone down the rhetoric. Meanwhile, conservatives are getting kicked off social media. You've got people like Senator Josh Hawley being dropped by his then publisher. But we have to tone down the rhetoric. A former president is is impeached for inciting violence. She accuses another senator or accuses a senator of attempted murder, and nobody says anything. I got 45 people walking in with hatchets and knives and batons and Lord only knows what and gas masks and helmets, and no one's going to say a word. Better, let's go to our local anchor to talk about all the obstruction that the Republicans are doing on coronavirus relief. Thanks, Tony. Well, as we know, the Republicans are obstructing, obstructing, obstructing. It's just what they do. President Biden, Lord praise his name, has offered up a $1.9 trillion deal to bring us peace and prosperity. $1.9 trillion is all it will take for the rest of us to feel good and for coronavirus to disappear. We'll all have money in our bank accounts. able to afford TVs, Chinese-made TVs, but we won't tell anybody, but it's those wascally Republicans, wascally, I say, who are failing to allow us to live our lives. They want to kill grandma and grandma's grandchildren. That's right, the old and the young, the Republicans want to kill. They feast on the blood of the young and the old, and then they say, mmm, delicious. Meanwhile, Republicans have offered a nine hundred billion dollars deal. Joe Biden being the magnanimous one, all oh, praise his name. He will meet with the Republicans later today. But you bet you rest assured that Joe Biden will do the right thing by us. We the people, the ones who are still allowed to talk because the rest of you have been told you're not allowed to use social media and soon we'll go after the radio host too, those no good bastards. Back to you, Tony. My oh my we're not gonna talk about guys with hatchets son of a gun i mean that's something that story ain't gonna get no play and that's in and of itself a serious problem now, by the way, the Republicans are meeting with Joe Biden, but it's not all Republicans. It's a group of Republicans. You got Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Mitt Romney of Utah, Rob Portman of Ohio. Uh, you got uh, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, Moran of Kansas, Rounds of South Dakota, Tillis of North Carolina, and Todd Young, my senator from Indiana. And they have got their idea of, uh, of a deal. Their their idea, I think I may have said nine hundred billion. It's actually six hundred billion. The first one was nine hundred billion. This is another six hundred billion dollars. This would include thousand dollar checks. Democrats want fourteen hundred dollar checks, but Democrats were promised two thousand dollar checks if they voted for Warnock in Georgia and Ossoff in Georgia. Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, uh, and. Uh, um, uh yeah yeah they're not they're not getting that they're pretty unhappy. more money for vaccines extends unemployment benefits, and then you get nutrition assistance, small business aid and money for schools and child care so this is where Republicans are trying to start a negotiation, and they're the 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 the, the, the negotiation of course is the idea that one point nine trillion dollars is nuts i mean it is. Please don't tell me about how we need to do this. No, we need to open everything up and we need to get back to work uh, and let people have the opportunity to thrive. I, I again, have never had an issue with helping the people that the government shut down. I really and truly don't. But the, the idea of $1.9 trillion is about, um, well... It's not even a question of raiding the piggy bank. There's, there, there's no piggy bank. There are no savings. I mean, it's just a maddening proposition. Uh, why, why $1.9 trillion? Why not $5.4 trillion? I mean, let's just go to work. I mean, if we're going to make up numbers, let's make up the numbers. So I believe that this from the Republicans is only a way to temper the situation. Really, I think the thing that you're going to find the Republicans intransigent about is paying off any um, debt responsibility of the states. If Illinois can't figure out how to run itself, and it's got pension liabilities in the billions. The people of Nebraska shouldn't pay it. People of Indiana, the people of Arkansas, the people of Florida, the people of Oklahoma, they shouldn't pay it. It's up to Illinois to handle their business. It's up to New York to handle their business. So we talk about bailing out cities and bailing out states, because of what happened with coronavirus and the lack of dollars they were able to bring in. Um, no. No, this was a shared experience and some people shared pain. Now, if, if we want to now equalize it all out, I'm looking forward to the laws that told all the online businesses they have to give 32% of their profits uh, to the businesses that had to be shut down. And also uh, the reporter class. Everybody who is still able to have a job reporting on how terrible some people are for wanting to be open so they can feed their families has to give up 32% of everything they made between the moment coronavirus hit the states and right now. What do you say? What do you say? I mean, come on. We all got to be in this. No? No. Okay. So in that case, how about we don't pay off the failures of Illinois and New York? And we let them handle their business. That meeting is going to happen, and don't don't buy into the six hundred uh, billion dollar number f- from the Republicans and keep an eye on that one point nine trillion dollar number from the Democrats. And go, look it, it's it's going to be some level of negotiation. you got to assume. Unless, of course, they slam it through the House and utilize budget reconciliation to get it through the Senate, where you only need 51 votes. They'll have 50 with all the Democrats, and then, of course, you get Kamala Harris as the tiebreaker. I mean, there are some hiccups in that, but it's possible. We'll see whether they rule by fiat or by actually engaging the citizenry. I'm Tony Katz. 5,000 Russians got arrested over the weekend because they're supporting Navalny, right? The arrests are because, well, it's, it's Vladimir Putin's Russia. I said Navalny, Navalny, sorry. Navalny is um, an activist and one of the most prominent voices against Vladimir Putin. And he's the guy who got poisoned. Because that's what Vladimir Putin does. Remember, somebody else got poisoned, and and then uh, Navalny got poisoned. He spent five months recovering from the nerve agent poisoning. The Russian authorities say it wasn't us. Uh, We think it was you. He comes back to Russia, gets arrested when he lands. Last weekend, people protested, 3,000 people. I mean, there there were tens of thousands, not 100,000 people protesting. This weekend, 5,000 people got arrested. Now, always remember the size of Russia. The protests engulfed cities, the best way it's been described by the Associated Press. I bravo on this one. The protests again engulfed cities across Russia's 11 time zones on Sunday. That's a great way to describe the size and also the breadth of the problem this this uh issue with 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 putin very very good for the united states unfortunately also very very good for china russia's in a weird spot russia doesn't have the money to keep up with china nor does it have the people to keep up with china but it's still russia and when you have a guy like Vladimir Putin, you will put on airs. The entire nation could very well be a Potemkin village. His desire is to return Russia back to its Mother Russia glory. He is a guy who takes personal offense to the fall of the Soviet Union. He was a KGBer at the time. This is who he is. You are not going to get that training out of him. Basically, you whisper 12 words to the guy, and he's the winter soldier. It's just there, embedded in his DNA or implanted. He looks, I mean, he made a call a few years ago for Russians to return home, and what he was really saying is, make babies. Very hard to have a nation that has no people. Right? That's, that's just... It, 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 it's like the amount of people who shouldn't, here you go, right? Uh, a nation with no people, right? It, it, it's, it's like a Carlos Mencia comedy show. Okay, so that's good. Better? Much good. better. Glad we had this conversation. So you've got these, these real substantial issues in, in, in Russia, these real geopolitical issues, and we should really engage one day the idea of what happens when Russia starts to crack. Well, China's got itself a tremendous level of advantage, doesn't it? Just start taking the land to the east, right? But when Russia starts to crack, where do you think the people who live in the more populated Western parts of Russia go? They go to Europe. Or they try and head south. ...into Turkey and anything else named Stan. There's, I mean, when when you think about it in that way, it's it's like the, the problem that China always has with North Korea. I'm not so sure the level of stranglehold China has on North Korea. But I can say to you that there's no doubt that the Chinese are worried that if North Korea should crack, it's not that they're going to run fleeing and screaming into South Korea they're going to run screaming and fleeing into anywhere they can that might have food you think china wants to deal with 25 million people running across its border that's that's a real issue for them a real issue for europe if if you have a russia that that cracks Meanwhile, this is still good news for us, the destabilization of Russia. When you see these people saying they know it's wrong, they know Putin's a bad guy. But the people this also benefits is indeed China. Russia wants to work with China as much as possible because the enemy is still us. Then they'll figure out the deal that they'll have to make with the Chinese. So China has got to be just overjoyed at at what uh, they're, they're seeing. They got to be just thrilled with the idea that more destabilization means more opportunity uh, for them and maybe to take a look at places that Russia has been doing investing and find a way uh, in on those deals. We're just finally hearing on a national scene people talking about the amount of China investments into Africa. Something we've been discussing. It's massive, by the way. What are they interested in? Never mind national resources, uh, a food supply soybeans in south america you think they want to be dependent on our farmers for how they're going to feed their hogs and lord only knows how many hogs they have left because of swine flu those numbers are still a mystery but they need to have their own supply chains they they the more they rely on us to feed the food that feeds the people the more they have to rely on us it's very hard to destroy somebody you're relying on Which is why we have to rely less on China. And it isn't about destroying China, it's about China destroying itself. It's about us knowing to protect ourselves from China. That brings in a whole nother conversation about how they tried to steal DNA. I will get to it. Oh, and Cobra Kai is racist. This is Tony Katz today. Some heat coming my way for an appearance on Newsmax this morning, proving <laughs> that people don't listen. What did you do? I didn't do anything, and I'm going to prove it. Um, I'm waiting to hear. Tony Katz, Tony Katz Today. 833, you got Tony. 833-468-8669. I'm Tony Katz. It's good to be with you. That's a producer, Ari. This is Tony Katz Today. So the question, the first question we asked was uh, uh, about Black Lives Matter, because Black Lives Matter got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. That happened in America. Nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Madness, if, if you ask me. If if someone's going to say, hey, Tony, what do you think? You take a look at them getting a Nobel Peace Prize. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. I don't disagree. However, when I got asked the question, here was the question. Here's the answer. Thanks for... Chris. Home, He's a senior advisor to the Nevada GOP, and also Tony Katz, host of Tony Katz Today, Eat, Drink, Smoke. Good to see you guys. Uh, thanks for, for coming on today. Um, Tony, I'll go to you first. Just tell me your overall thoughts on this idea that um, the BLM movement protests have been nominated for a peace prize. It's as outrageous to a lot of people on the political right as the nomination of Donald Trump was to a lot of people on the political uh, left. Everyone can take from this what they want. But the honest view of Black Lives Matter, not about people who are black, but Black Lives Matter, an organization that proudly has a Marxist heritage, uh, organizers who are proudly trained in Marxism, something that can't be denied. They changed their website to let you know they weren't, they're, they're, of course, in favor of dismantling the nuclear family, but they removed those kinds of things from the website. Nominating them for a Peace Prize shows how backwards a lot of of this is if you want to make an argument there are people out there who have worked for peace that's fine you cannot make the argument that black lives matter as an organization has done that as a matter of fact clearly between seattle and portland and minneapolis and new york and chicago and my beloved indianapolis it is just the opposite now in some places that was more of an antifa conversation but in far too many cases it was clear that violence was an after a growth of what they maybe originally wanted to do because well marxists do just that it's a backwards thought process and not one that's going to certainly help anybody and certainly not a group that's going to bring about actual peace chris now Did I say anything wrong or did I fully understand and explain the issue? Did I go out of my way to discuss that there's a difference between people who are black and black lives matter? Because there is. But it's backwards. It's madness if Black Lives Matter should be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. There is no value to the Nobel Peace Prize. Well, Tony, Donald Trump got nominated. Doesn't change the facts. Yasser Arafat won a Nobel Peace Prize. My work here is done. There's no value to this. Zero, baby. So why are we in, in any way getting ourselves worked up about it? They want to nominate, let them. There was another award that uh, they give out uh, under the name of of a Swedish prime minister who was assassinated, I think, in the 80s. And Black Lives Matter got that $100,000. So, you know, someone made some money off this thing. Not all the people had their businesses destroyed. They didn't make crap. But it's absolutely true. It is 100% true that if we were to take a look at what Black Lives Matter, the organization, is all about, there is no rational way you would give them a peace prize. Because what they are interested in is not peace. What they are interested in is burning it all down. It's clear, and it's obvious, and it is not questionable. So why are we pretending? Why are we pretending, in, in, in the part two, that we care what the Nobel Committee does? Haven't they shown you that they don't care? Haven't they shown you that it doesn't matter? That they are the ideologues that they are? So what do we... What do we even care? What does it matter? Emily Zanotti over at Daily Wire reminding everyone that uh, the uh, Peace Prize is, a, is, a, is an open nominations process and anyone qualifies. Another reason not to get worried about it. Not to get upset about it. The problem is, and I would say this to Emily directly, is that people take it seriously. People think it matters. People take that as some kind of, well, this must be good and decent and just did they or did they not give Andrew Cuomo an Emmy for his his press conferences his very important press conferences about coronavirus which save lives unless of course you lived in a nursing home in which case nothing got saved at all so that's why it matters that is why it matters because there is this this feeling of ah, the gravitas is just such an overused, hackneyed word. Right? That the 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 this kind of allure that goes with the award that we're supposed to take it seriously and people who have never thought about it do. And it's utilized in 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 people's, you know, uh CVs and, and, and everything else. Oh look, Nobel Peace Prize winner. Hmm. Well, I guess we have to take them seriously. The answer here is not to say oh, it's a Nobel Prize. Who cares? The answer here is to create your own. There has to be uh, 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 your own prize. You gotta, you gotta have your own prize. You gotta have an, an enduring freedom award, or a, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, name it. I'm, right now, I can't think of a name. Usually, I'm, I'm okay with that. And you got to put some money behind it and you got to go out there and you got to search out people and you got to do it, right? You got to have a competitor that actually makes sense. That's the way it's done. It cannot be one more thing where you're just like, nah, whatever. Whatever. Just give them the award and you're right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But it matters to them. It matters to them a great deal. And it does matter to others. So that's my answer to to Emily Zanotti. That's that's where I'm at there. And I'm not mad at Emily. Love Emily. Have her on the show. Happy Happy to do it. But I'm getting heat. Like somehow I gave some kind of rude answer. And it's because here's the tweet. Shows how backwards a lot of this is. Tony Katz reacts to the BLM movement being nominated for a 2021 Nobel Peace Prize. So people read the tweet. They never watched the video and I I didn't even send it out. And I end up catching the heat. That's what it takes. That that's today's world, man. That people will just they read something, they don't ask any questions. There's a there's clearly a video there that they could watch. They don't even bother. They don't even bother. It's meaningless to them. And then they react like crazy people. And the next thing you know, I'll end up getting a call from my station. Hmm, some of the sponsors are worried. They didn't even listen? Luckily for me, the sponsors are just fine. Support your local sponsors, won't you? Support the sponsors of this very station. Do it now. This is Tony Katz. So this lie that was told by Corey Bush, Representative Cory Bush, is a doozy and mainly because it wasn't necessary. What do you do about the liar who lies even when it doesn't help them? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669, my father for my entire life. Always explain that it's very possible to see why somebody might screw you over, right? They'll, they'll 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 screw you over because uh, they get something out of it that makes it, it, it's wrong but it makes sense it's the person who screws you over for no reason whatsoever that's the person you got to worry about because what's the point of hurting somebody where there's no benefit in it for you That's, that's just crazy. Why in the world would anybody, anybody do such a thing? And I, 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 in, in my life, I have found that on that subject, my father was absolutely correct. Now, in the case of Cori Bush here, what Cori Bush is doing as she goes on MSNBC, is she's lying about a confrontation with Representative Marjorie Green. Now, Marjorie Green is a weirdo cat. Like, not my person. Uh it's Marjorie Green who believes that it's the Jews who have funded lasers that are engaging by well, the collecting the power of the sun and they cause wildfires. I mean, that's true. The, Look, we control the banks and we control the media. After that, we're busy. All right? Space is not so much our thing. Right? That's just, no Jewish mother ever said to their little bubbla, you're going to be an astronaut. Yes, you are. Now, maybe they heard accountant wrong. They never, <laughs> that's not how it works, people. Oh, screw you. That's funny. That That's naughty. funny. And my rabbi would say so. That was good. She's, Marjorie Green ain't my person. Now, the fact that she's going to vote for things that I agree with, okay. But Marjorie Green ain't my, ain't for me. Not my kind of person. There's a level of just odd and peculiar here. No, I've never bought into any conspiracy theories. I don't do that kind of stuff. And this thing about the Rothschilds and the, and, and the space lasers. I can't, By, I wouldn't even, I can't explain it any better than that. It's not like I'm trying to keep something from you. Find the story producer Ari find the story of Marjorie Green, thinking that there are space lasers funded by the Jews But she's not the story here the story is Corey Bush going on MSNBC and making this claim
1: Thank you so much for being here you have been all the talk today because of this confrontation between yourself and Marjorie Green. um, You're now moving your office away from hers. Please explain why? Yeah. So first of all, thank you for what you just said. You know, it is unbelievable that this is how um, so many of us get to go to work every day when, you know, I've worked fast food. I've worked in, in child care. I've worked in healthcare. I've never been in a work environment like this before. Um, and, you know, one day I was it was um we were just walking down the hallway through the tunnel headed to go and vote. And I'm hearing this loud talking behind this loud talking in the hallway, but I kept going. It didn't buy. It was no big deal. Um, all of a sudden, as I'm walking down the down the tunnel, I'm hearing it, the voice get louder and louder, and then the voice was closer and closer. And then at one point, I realized that it was, like, right behind me, and so I turned around because now, because it, it was aggressive and it was loud, and I'm like, why, why is this, like,
0: right behind me? And so I turned. So the voice is aggressive and loud. It was, it was nothing. Then it was aggressive and loud. Now, does that mean somebody was on a phone aggressive and loud? Aggressive and loud is a subjective kind of thought process, is it not? But listen to what Corey Bush says.
1: around and it was Marjorie Taylor Green without a mask on, and so um, and, and so I looked and I'm like, you know, so I turned back around. I didn't say anything at first. I, t- I looked at my team and I'm like, she does not have on a mask. Like, let's just keep walking. And then I thought about it. Like, you're putting me at risk. You're putting my team at risk. Everybody else in this tunnel is at risk. And just the day before, we found out that our that um, our colleagues were uh, had
0: contracted COVID. So the real issue is not her aggressive voice, it's that Marjorie Green wasn't wearing a mask? I mean, it was all about the aggressive voice, but now she's not wearing a mask. This story culminates in Representative Cory Bush changing her office because it was too close to Marjorie Green, and she felt threatened. That's how the story went. She felt threatened. The problem is, here's what happened. Marjorie Green, Representative Green, is walking through the halls or through the tunnel. There, she has the mask on, but it's not over her face. It's it's down below her chin because she's making a video into her camera. Right, she's she's got the phone up and she's making a, making a video into the camera. She's speaking into the camera while she's making a video. And here's what happened from her perspective.
1: This, a bunch of bad people do, or a small amount actually, do a really bad thing, attack the Capitol, which I denounce and completely am against and don't agree with the violence, but yet Democrats who cheered on, supported, called peaceful protests, Antifa BLM riots the entire year long that caused billions of dollars worth of damage, attacked American businesses, down Minneapolis. Let's see what else did they do. Then they funded, then they supported uh, bail bond links, bail bond links for criminals. You know what? Yeah, don't.
0: It is here now this is how- now that's her perspective you don't see Cory Bush in the video but first did she sound like she was loud and did she sound like she was menacing or any other words that representative Cory Bush used when you hear representative Cory Bush and her team yell at representative Green for not wearing a mask did it sound like they were close or did it sound like they were pretty far away and who? was berating whom? It's clear that Cory Bush and her team were berating Representative Marjorie Green. Marjorie Green has enough crazy that you don't have to lie about crazy. You just got to talk about her. Lasers from space and the Jews? Yeah, that's a lot of crazy. But Cory Bush lied. Representative Bush lied. And she did it for attention. It wasn't even necessary. So the next time Representative Cory Bush says anything, make sure you take that with all the grains of all the salts. Because she's proven she can't be trusted. This is Tony Katz Today on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio.